Hey, Jack. Hey, Zach. Got another hand for you from our favorite poker room, the Palm Beach Count Club. It is my favorite poker room for <laughs> right now. Just lots of great memories, great action, you know, good people. Just can't complain. That you cannot. So this is a hand against a relatively new player, early 50s, nondescript, no clothing or talking of note really before this hand. You have like a mustache or anything? <laughs> <laughs> you had a small mustache. Hmm. Gray hair. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a tight range if I've ever heard one. Okay. So uh, he sits down, I think like under the gun. Yeah, he sits down under the gun and limps his first hand and then folds when it's raised. Then when it gets back around to him, he limps under the gun plus two after I think folding every hand in between. Uh, and then calls a raise and falls on the flop. And then a few hands later, uh, this hand between us happens. Uh, there's two limpers, uh, one in early position, one in middle position. And I don't remember details about these limpers, but I assume they were weaker players because I made it 35 with queen nine of hearts on the button. Uh, this guy quickly calls in the small blind. Mm-hmm. Um and then the other two players call. So we have 135 and the pot going to the flop to the rake. And the flop is the 369 of clubs. And he, within about a few seconds, verbally declares 80. <laughs> then the, takes like a really long time to like actually cut out the chips. And then the next two players fold. Okay, so this is a hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, we're 500 effective. So just to be clear, have we, have we ever seen him bet before? No. We've seen him limp fold, and we've seen him limp call and fold on the flop. But we've okay. observed him from orbit. That's not really saying much, you know? Basically, I only mention those hands just to say that, like, he's probably not a great player because he's limping. And, yeah. But he's not doing anything of note besides that. Okay. So the first notable thing he does is verbally declare 80... Like, uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, within a few seconds of that board, just, like, 80. Okay, well, we know he has a pair or a flush draw. I don't think there's... I mean, I guess you could have a set. It's just weird, like, to do this with any hand on this type of board when you're first to act, you know? Yeah, I mean... It's hard to put him on a range. I think... I'm probably weighting him towards made hands. Likewise, yeah. Just because I think a recreational player is just more likely to lead out as a protection bet than as a semi-bluff. So... I, I would think he might be doing this with, like, the ace of clubs, but I can't imagine he'd be, like, verbally declaring a bet with a semi-bluff that's not the nut flush draw. yeah. Um, the only type of hand I guess I could imagine is if he somehow shows up with like a six with a club, you know, like six, seven with a seven of clubs. But I think that's a pretty small part of his range and I'm just kind of fishing. Yeah. Well, I, I also think based on the way he's played, I don't think he's flatting now that I say it out loud, you know, he's flatting a six X offsuit hand in a small blind, given the fact that he limp folded. 
So, 80 into 135. Yeah, 80 into 135. I think I would probably call. And I don't think we're, we're ahead of his range. Uh, but I think in position, we can call here. Uh, I don't think it's a guarantee that if he is betting enough less draw, that he'll bet again. I think if I thought he was always going to bet his missed draws on the turn in the river, then I would fold. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's not a guarantee. Agreed. I, I, I think it's actually probably somewhat unlikely. Yeah. So I think that we can call and bluff almost all turns when checked to. Uh, and fold almost all turns when bet to. So do you think we always need to bluff? Like, I, I agree. I don't think we're ahead yeah. of his range, but you think when he checks any turn, we should bet? Uh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing in that, like, I don't think I'm ahead of his range. I think I'm good some of the time, but I think that he's going to play his hand super face up on the turn. So I can likely, uh, you know, call profitably here. Mm-hmm. I do think, though... Uh, that he would likely flat uh, 10-9 suited in this spot, and I think he could conceivably play all of his combos of 10-9 suited that way. Uh, that being said, there's only two left. Uh, I don't know how often he's flatting 8-9 suited. Uh, I don't know how often he's flatting jack-9 suited. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, to me, those hands don't feel that likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that a player like this is a lot more likely to do this with a hand like ace nine than a hand like ten nine. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying it's not possible, uh, but I don't think that we should ever check back because you know there could be some ten nine, some jack nine in this range. Okay. I think that we should just try and bluff out uh, any ace nine type hands, maybe even some two pair. Oh, there's probably not any two pair in this range, so some ace nine type hands, uh, given a club turn. And bet for value protection uh, checked when checked to on a blank turn. Yeah, so we're calling here basically as a float, essentially with like a a trips and two pair draw. Right. Okay. And, you know, knowing that there are some draws in his range that, uh, you know, if we check back the river, you know, if our turn back gets called, we can potentially check back the river and, and be good. Yeah. Okay, so so I called, and the turn was the four of spades. So just to recap, we have 295 in the pot, and the flop was 369 of clubs. Turn is the four of spades, about as much of a brick as one could hope for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he bets 110. So I kind of had a similar plan, basically any, like, bet larger than half pot on pretty much any turn I was planning on folding. But this kind of smaller bet gave me some pause. Yeah, it's definitely tempting. It's a very <laughs> tempting bet. Yeah. Well. Like, I think we can definitely take sets out of his range when he bets this amount. I agree. So then the question is, he probably has a made hand. He's likely not semi-bluffing for two streets. And what would he do with that made hand if we you know, make a little over a pot size shove. Yeah. I think the question we're really trying to answer here is, if you go all in, 
does he fall his nine? Right? I mean, that's basically the make or break. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he does. If you think he does, then shit. Yeah. Did you shit? No, I folded. I thought about it for like a minute, minute and a half. Recap, what were stack sizes? Like 500, he just bought in maybe a little under 500. Okay, so... I had at least a pot size bet, a little over pot size bet right. left. Uh, yeah, like I think in retrospect, I can take the sets out of his range. Uh, but I think just because it was a new player and the verbal declaration seemed really strong, I, you know, kind of just folded and said that like, it's unlikely that, but he might, I think he has a set or like a small flush too high percentage of the time. Yeah. Even though based on like recapping and talking about it with you, I think his range is overall weaker than what I thought. I agree. You know, I'm, I'm not as confident as you that, you know, we could get him to fold a hand like ace nine, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or tens, jacks, don't you think? Oh yeah, definitely tens. Yeah. Tens and jacks. I think he'd be a lot more inclined to call. Yeah. I don't think we can fold those. So count folding that. I'm not, and I do think that there's a chance that he free bets those hands. So I'm not going to put all combos. Yeah. Even with the mustache. Even with the mustache. Uh, so I'm not as confident that you made a bad decision, but given your own analysis, which I trust, I would have checked, and I think you agree. Mm-hmm. So the reason I brought this hand in is uh, after I folded, he turned over King-9, the king of clubs, and said... Oh, if you went all in on me there, it would have been really hard to fold. <laughs> yeah. Given that exact hand, I think he's always calling. Yeah, I agree. Uh, despite the little comment, but it was, you we know, did, we didn't really give that hand enough consideration. Yeah, because uh, I also don't. I don't. Nine, king nine with, with the club. I also don't think that like we can just assume he's flatting, you know, all offsuit king nine combos after I raise two limpers in the small blind. Yeah. Uh, I think we have to discount them, but then again, yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't have enough information to really have a great pre-flop understanding of this guy's tendencies. But uh, yeah, so I think we should have. I think it's a fault in our analysis that we didn't even mention those hands. But I do think they should be discounted because of the offsuit, you know, the weak nature of the hand. Yeah, definitely. Uh Yes, yeah, so who knows if it would have worked. Yeah. I mean, by the way he said it, it probably would not have worked. But against his range, was it the correct play? Yeah. And that's the real question, you know. And I think it, it probably was because yeah. he the way he said it, it was like, oh, you would have put me in a tough spot, but, you know. Also, I think the fact that that's a tough spot means he is folding king nine. Well, that, that, club, right? that, that's yeah. what I'm saying, think, yeah. Yeah, you left that unsaid, but I'm sort of verbalizing it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So I think it's a probably a positive indicator for the range. Uh-huh. Although it's hard to trust people. But yeah, I think shoving would have been. You know, it's 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 interesting, it's probably like you know, a spot where your range is like that's the best hand you're turning into a bluff. Um don't you think? I mean I probably play all of my nines this way based on our analysis, you know? Like when we're calling the flop, we're not calling because our nine is like Based against that range, like, 
nine eight is kind of the same as king nine, you know? I don't know if that's true. Because like we said, how many like how often is he verbally declaring eighty with Jack Nine, you know? I think Jack Nine is less likely, but I actually think that Queen Nine, King Nine, and Ace Nine are all fairly likely. Mm-hmm. So I think if we are holding Ace Nine here, there's a lot more merit to calm behind. Definitely with Ace Nine, yeah. Yeah. So King Nine I think is more marginal. Maybe Queen Nine's not the very best hand, but I yeah. think that uh, given slightly more information or thought, it could definitely be the top of our, you know, turning top into our bluff range. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's an interesting spot. Uh, and I think my my first instinct in game would have been to fold as well. You know, you never... We talk a lot about not trying to get recreational players to fold hands like this. Yeah, especially without any evidence that they're capable of folding, because usually without the evidence, they're not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I do think that this is just a really difficult spot yeah. for someone to call you with a hand, like King Nine with no draw. I also think that even recreational players that are generally call-happy are really inclined to not lose their whole stack in the first half hour. That's a really minutes good of point. Play. So I think, I didn't think about that until just now, and I think that probably pushes it over to be a... It's close, but I think it makes it a clear shove. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to know how he perceives your range in whatever way he thinks about range, mm-hmm. given your call uh, on the flop. But I think that he's, he's likely to see... He's likely to think you're... I think he's very likely to think you're very strong uh, once you shove up on the turn. Yeah, I'm the pre-flop raiser. I just call on the flop. And, like, even if I would never slow play a hand that's not a flush, um, you know, a lot of these guys kind of see monsters under the bed in that regard and be like, oh, like... You know, he could have aces or kings if he's at the preflop rate, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good analysis, short and sweet. Agreed. Thank you all again for tuning in. Remember, you can always leave your thoughts on our website, justhandspoker.com. There you can also find a form to send us your own hands. And we'll do our best to get them on the show, and if we don't, we'll get back to you anyway with our thoughts. Uh, So with that... Hope you have a good week, and we'll see you next Tuesday.